2: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple
1: fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
0: All right. Have you ditched pants during the pandemic? Haircuts? Shoes? Underpants? We're getting right to the hairy details here on Colleen and Radley from the Second hour of our show today. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts along with Grant. Colleen will be back with us tomorrow. And Holly, you asked the question, what have you ditched? Or you are rather asking the question, what have you ditched during COVID times? Um, 651-641-1071. Holly, what and why are we asking?
1: Yeah, what have you ditched during COVID times? And you're loving it. So this comes to us courtesy of a report from France 24 I don't know how to say 24 in French, so I'm not even going to try. But there's a new report saying that French women are giving up their bras in the time of COVID. They're going braless. They're going no bra. And sans they, sans brazier. brazier. Yes. So according to a new study, uh, the number of women who have given up wearing bras during lockdown is multiplied by three, and that number is even higher among young women. They're saying that those under 25... The number of people who have ditched the bra under the age of 25, they say they've multiplied by four or five. So nobody is wearing bras and letting the boobies fly free.
0: Okay. So other than Grant, I'm sure is excited <laughs> about this. Why Why do you think women are excited about um, shedding their brassieres?
1: Oh, Because bras are dumb, Brad.
2: They are? Are
1: they? <laughs> well, here's the thing sometimes one wears a bra for comfort and i can totally understand and respect that however as a person who only wears a bra out of being socially accepted i say free the boobies
2: okay fly. my girlfriend's with you she can't stand wearing one only when she absolutely has to when she comes home from work that's the first thing that comes off
1: that's right just snap and fly (laughs) so asking in the spirit of this study Is there something that you've decided that you want to liberate yourself from and you're just you don't want to go back? 651-641-1071.
0: I, you know, I would say just like nice clothes, like not that I'm wearing schlubby clothes, but I kind of am. I wear literally jeans and T-shirts. Now, I used to do that before, but ever more so now, like I literally will wear the same pair of pants repeatedly. I'm with you. And I just don't care. (laughs) Mostly because nobody is seeing me other than, you know, Holly and I will run down to grab lunch together. But when I'm at work, I rarely see anyone. No. And, you know, I go to the gym and I'm wearing gym clothes. So that's a different. So I really don't ever wear like I wear one pair of shoes, one pair of pants, a few different shirts. So I'm enjoying that. We have anyone on the phone, Grant?
1: I think he's probably. Getting I'm just some,
0: working, on it, out. He's working yeah. on it. Yeah. Well, it, it, other so other than the bra, Holly, for you, what is the thing that you're loving?
1: Well, it's just it's everything. It's the casual nature of it. So you know, like you, Brad, I don't see a lot of people on a daily basis. I see you in the hall in passing. I maybe see a few other people, but I will tell you, the outfit that I'm wearing today is just it's totally socially unacceptable. It's tragic. It's horrific. But I don't
0: care. I did not. I could. If you had said to me what did i wear today i would not have been able to tell you
1: well exactly That's because how i much...
0: don't i just i don't even pay attention yeah right
1: right right and so now i am wearing a bra full disclosure i have not gotten to that point yet because again i am <laughs> in a place in with, because i'm in public and that's uh, apparently what we have to do at this juncture in time and space is that it's still if you got boobies more than likely there was people a, want you to wear a bra with them.
0: There was a point during, you know, the more restrictive lockdown period of what we were going through, even though um, we were still coming to work every day, that I, like, wasn't shaving, wasn't um, cutting my hair, and so really had just sort of, you know, mm-hmm. stopped doing most of the things.
1: Now, Panda tweets that she's ditched pants and other forms of non-pants, her bra... And doing her eyebrow makeup.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: that's all gone.
0: Shauna said on Twitter, I've gotten rid of jeans, all leggings, and gym clothes. Nice. Or, well, I think what she's saying is I've gotten rid of all jeans. She's all leggings and gym clothes now.
1: Yeah, so hard yeah. pants. That's Yeah,
0: that's Lori <laughs> and Julia. Isn't that what they call it, hard pants?
1: Mm-hmm. Although they wear hard pants, I will give it to the ladies from three to six. They look delightfully put together and cute on a daily basis. Well, don't you think?
0: Okay, so now this is this is my commentary on that. Don't you feel like this is generational in some way? It could be, Because Lori and Julie, I think, are my mother's generation, probably, and my mother, no matter how much civilization crumbled down around her. Or, you know, the rules went out the window would still get up every day and do her hair and makeup.
1: Now, I was doing my makeup here at work up until a certain point, And then now I'm just like, I'm not even going to bother anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not even going to bother with any of it. Oh, and I kind of smell, too, because I ride my bike
2: to work. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad <laughs> we don't spend a lot of time together Yay! in the same room anymore. Do we have anybody so. on the phone? We do. We've actually got Greg to start out with here. So we'll start out with Greg.
0: Hey Greg, what's the uh, thing that you've ditched during COVID times and are totally loving? Hi, my name is Greg, and I would say that I really like just not getting a haircut. I just like to just let my hair grow free and not have to worry about any sort of maintenance in that respect. It just feels liberating. Now, are you you're just are you just running your hands through it basically, or are you even putting a comb in it? just basically putting you know my hands through it, yeah and just kind of do it a little water maybe and just kind of like that's about it that's, there's no real uh you know hard maintenance to it no product no straight or anything hair, so oh, okay all right you are liberated Yay! liberate
2: them wax. thank you who else we got on the yeah, line grant all right we've got right now Jake on the line okay
0: hey jake what's the uh thing that you have let go of during COVID times
2: well like grant i also stopped caring about my hair i have gotten one haircut since the lockdown started the last person who cut my hair was actually my mother who bless her heart just over to your breast cancer speaking of bras by the way um (laughs) oh yeah and um, now i just wear a hat because i got really wild hair so i can't just let it flow freely
1: it would be bad have you ever thought about just letting it grow all out and just bringing back some long wavy lustrous locks for yourself
2: i have thought about it but that was, i hear really thick it would get really hot
0: yeah i feel you it's not as thick as it used to be but uh definitely at a certain point it's like it's not serving anyone to be that long and thick thank you so much for your call. Do we have anybody else on the phone grant?
2: Right now that is it. I'll let you guys know if anybody else yeah. calls. No
0: yeah. worries. We're yeah. Gonna...
1: So I think it it's with the haircut too.
0: The hair is one of those things. I think hair in general it's going to take a while for people to get back to some semblance of normal routine when it comes to hair cuz I've gotten a couple haircuts um but I'm still letting my hair long, be longer than it normally would. And maybe it'll just stay that way. Who knows?
1: It's just free and easy, man. Free and
0: easy. On that
2: free and easy question to both you guys, have you guys let anything slip? Like you saying jeans, but like hygiene wise, like I find that if, if I'm not working on a weekend weekend, this is gonna sound really bad but I may not get as clean as I normally oh no would. I totally you know what I'm saying like I just I'm not going I might take to see one people. shower a weekend there you go <laughs> Me too. I'm with you thank you because it's like I'm not going out with my buddies I'm not going to see dinner with someone so I'm just yeah. gonna take it easy I'm not around people enough for them to notice Holly?
1: <sighs> no I bathe on a daily basis <laughs> well, look,
0: for, look at you being all clean. Uh. speaking of clean when we come back we're going to talk about that nothing that has to do with the word clean we are going to talk about a tv show that's coming back and i'm very very excited if you love baking and cooking you'll be excited too or if you love to watch people baking and cooking but mostly i want to tell you how they actually filmed this show it's pretty fascinating and i think you'll be interested uh we'll be right back here on my talk one zero seven one. Finally, we've got some good news for you. The world is not crashing down around us, at least for this next segment here on The Colleen and Bradley Show. On my talk, 1071. good afternoon. The Great British Baking Show is coming back this year. Yay! Yay! Now, if you're not a fan of The Great British Baking Show, I don't know what's wrong with you. You're missing out on one of the best, and I've said this for years, best reality television shows on television. Um, And I say that because I've seen time and time again people come to the show, have the experience, and then basically come to the same conclusion. Like, wow, this show really is different. And the news today is that it is coming back this year. But you might be asking yourself, how is this reality competition show with a bunch of people in a tent, because they're all in a tent together, um, how are they able to do this? In the time of COVID-19, right, Holly?
1: Right, because if you're inside a tent with a bunch of other people, that sounds to me like it could be a uh, super spreader event.
0: Right? Right, right. Absolutely. So
1: making TV is kind of hard right now.
0: And a lot of people just assumed, well, uh, this season isn't going to happen because, you know, COVID-19. However... A miracle took place, a, quote, mammoth sacrifice was made such that the show's cast, crew, and a few highly dedicated hospitality professionals were able to come together and make this production happen despite COVID-19. And I, you know, this gives me hope for the future of television production. I wish it gave me more hope for the future of society in general, but let's just focus on this one TV show that brings me joy.
1: Let's take it.
0: They did an interview with the creative director, Kieran Smith, uh, for something called Broadcast. I don't know what that is, if it's a uh, publication, what have you. doesn't matter. But to make this magic season happen, they had, okay, they had 120 people. They had to somehow create a plan, a process, to allow those 120 people of the show's production staff to be able to do their jobs such that they could put out this season, and they did it. you want to know how they yeah, did it?: Of course. OK, because I kind of feel like a lot of people were watching and were taking notes. Um, 120 members of the show's production staff agreed to live in a self-contained biosphere for six weeks. This allowed them to safely disregard social distancing so they didn't have to social distance. They didn't have to wear masks. The production company rented an entire hotel in southeast England to house the cast, which included, by the way, a new uh, co-host, contestants, crew, as well as 20 hotel staff members, 80 producers. That is fascinating to me that they had 80 producers 20 uh, children, chaperones, and dog walkers, so sort of ancillary people, right? Mm -hmm. If you have kids and you're on this show, you've got to be able to have your kids with you.
1: Right, like daycare.
0: Every person who volunteered, self-isolated for nine days, and took three COVID tests before moving into the hotel the managing director noted that the production team's quarantine plans were so thorough that even transportation was tightly controlled to ensure that people didn't need to use public toilets when they traveled to the production bubble. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? That
1: is fascinating.
0: Once they got this bubble in place, the entire show was filmed in a, quote, grueling six-week shoot that consisted of two days on, two days off. Normally... The show would film over the course of 10 weekends with people going about their lives Monday through Friday, and then they would come together and shoot on the weekend. But this time they were able uh, to put this all together. This is so fascinating.
1: That is an undertaking. And congratulations, first of all, to the cast and crew of the Great British Bake Off, because that took a lot of dedication. That took a lot of people deciding to follow immense protocol and nobody breaking the rules. In order to pull that off. But this is kind of what uh, Bachelor, the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, whatever, Bachelor Nation is doing the same thing mm-hmm. where we've heard reports of the Bachelorette filming at a resort in Southern California, essentially creating these production bubbles so that people can go about and do their jobs. But of course, it all depends on people following protocols. All of, There are so many variables, but I'm really impressed by the Great British Bake Off that they could do this. And then, hey, now you get a show that yeah, you love.
0: Exactly. Now we get to watch a show. Although I will say I'm curious to see how they acknowledge the presence of COVID-19. Presumably the way they had to
2: Download the new Bumble now.
0: Everything will be part of the storyline of this season. On some level, you'd have to imagine, because it's so obviously there, like it's present, and it's not going to probably look exactly the same as it normally does. So in some way I would assume that they're going to have to acknowledge that uh this is a different moment because if they were to pretend otherwise it would just seem a little weird and tone deaf maybe.
1: I would think that they would have to in the sense that this is a reality television show and this is what's happening in our reality because it's not like they're filming uh one or uh, the bold and the beautiful yeah. where it's a completely fiction and they're bringing in sex dolls for the sex scenes Hey-oh. or
0: it's a true story. And weren't they bringing in like the boyfriend-girlfriend?
1: Yeah, they're actual, legitimate, real-life boyfriends and girlfriends in order to be able to make out. So that's a completely different set of rules. And it is fascinating because we have come to this point with TV where we're seeing people adapt, and then we're now getting to the point where we're going to be able to see the finished project of these adaptations. Really looking forward to watching the Emmys next month because we've been seeing ads for that. And the massive technological undertaking... That the producers are doing to make the Emmys. It's not totally akin to the Great British Bake Off, but it seems like it's along the same lines where it's like, hey, people still want to be entertained. Hey, we still want to do these things. Well, how are we going to do it? And it seems like they've totally found a solution. That exactly.
0: Works. And I think the sooner that um, people sort of get right with the fact that things are going to change and we're going to have to do everything differently, the, the easier the transition is going to be. Because we're not going back to a normal production schedule for pretty much anything for the foreseeable future, at least for the next year, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we are going to crown a new Lord and Lady D-Bag, Celebrities Behaving Badly. We'll tell you who our picks are for the day. Upon our return, right here on My Talk one. And of course, many of you have probably been paying attention to Hurricane Laura, which is headed towards the Gulf Coast. An update on uh, Laura she is now a category four hurricane with 140 mile per hour winds. Speeds are up 15 miles an hour within the last three hours. And Holly, get this, that storm could reach Category 5 before it makes landfall with an unsurvivable storm surge of 15 to 20 feet above sea level likely. This is no joke. So if you have friends and family uh, uh, along the Gulf Coast, um, make sure you check in with them uh, as soon as humanly possible. And uh, obviously, we wish them all the best. Stay safe. I have a stepsister that lives in Louisiana, so hopefully she'll be High and dry. Indeed. Wow. It's going to be one storm. Wow. That is a huge ass storm. And as somebody who has gone through a number of hurricanes, having lived in Houston for many years, yeah. uh, that is no fun. Oh. I mean, I know that's like so such an understatement. Bears
1: poop in the woods. And yeah, yeah currently 1.5 people are under evacuation. Wow. 1.5 so people? 1.5 million people. Okay. Million <laughs> A lot. A lot of That's folks. a lot
0: of people. I mean, again, um, I'm not trying to make light of anything, but um, yeah, hurricanes, we've had a... Gosh, I'm trying to think now. There's been so many. Uh, my family used to live in Houston. Now they live in Florida. They've had severe hurricanes in both places within the last five years, so...
2: Would you say a hurricane's worse than a tornado? Have you experienced a tornado? or?
0: Actually, you know, I've been through a tornado and a hurricane, and I, it just depends, right? Like, it depends on what the damage is where yeah. you are. The experience of a hurricane is so entirely different than a tornado, though, because for obvious reasons, you can see this thing coming, mm-hmm. uh, the hurricane. And so there's a mental component where you have this just ten- tension and fear and stress as it approaches, and then you have the actual experience of living through it, whereas a hurricane is so much more um it's almost over before you realize what's happening. Yeah. Wow. So I I can't
2: imagine what it's like to go through a hurricane. Wow.
0: Yeah, no. It's Oof. the creepy part is anyone who's been through a hurricane before the the when the eye passes over and everything goes back to normal until the other side hits and then it all goes to crap again. So Oh We cra- will obviously um Stay alert on Hurricane Laura and other weather um, matters. But uh, if you want more details, you can head to KSTP Bye-bye, Eyewitness News now. Should we head over to Lord and Lady D Bagtown?
1: Yes, of course. Let's
0: do it.
2: Lord and
1: Lady
0: Douchebag. We got there.
1: (laughs) Ah. D-bag town. What's our first stop?
0: Well, Lori D
1: bag. <laughs>
0: Lori Lori Laughlin is my D-bag today. Why? Why? She is terrified, you guys, about going to prison. Especially because oh. there's COVID nineteen. Do you know this?
1: Oh, honey. Oh Lori, we're so concerned about you. So
0: people has an exclusive, which means what, Holly? That means the call is coming from inside the house. So, probably, uh, Lori Laughlin wrote a letter to, um, or sent an email over to People Magazine about what she's been thinking about. Mm-hmm. According to this source, Lori Laughlin has been trying to stay as healthy as possible because she's afraid of COVID 19 in prison. Well, mm hmm. Well, it's been like a cloud hanging over her. She's just really relieved that the waiting is over, but Lori's just really terrified about going to prison. Well, um, you know, because I don't know if you know this, there's a um, pandemic. She's been trying to stay as healthy as possible. Oh, God.
1: Uh, Listen oh, to no. this. Oh, no.
0: With fears of contracting COVID-19 in prison, Lori's been trying to stay as healthy as possible and also take supplements to boost her immune system. Ah! It's definitely a- <laughs> something she's been losing sleep over.
1: Is there an affiliate link for those supplements in this story, oh Brand? Wouldn't
0: that be delightful? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, wish. unlike most People magazine stories, this one does not have a, an affiliate link wherein People magazine makes money off of the product that the celebrity is selling. But something tells me that um had Lori Laughlin been using her noggin a little bit more, she probably could have, you know, come up with a line of immune boosting supplements
1: no just you wait maybe she'll be writing a letter to Suzanne Summers are you going to, to prison that.
0: you got to boost your immune system because there's a pandemic
1: yeah you should have a lot of oil of oregano
0: I you know here's the thing I don't care Lori no. Laughlin about your fears no. I mean I'm sorry no that you have fears well you're but human. I'm really not because those fears were created by yourself because of your own behavior
1: winner winner ding for that thank you very much Lori laughlin she's a human so she'll probably have fears yeah and insecurities and And, doubts and all these other things
0: i'm assuming most people who go to prison are not really excited and looking forward to it Uh so to me this is not shocking also not worthy of a people exclusive holly who's your d-bag today
1: (laughs) thank you you know, interestingly enough, Bradley, we're going to be sticking on this theme, this COVID theme. So my D-Bag today, didn't think we'd be talking about this person ever on the Colina Bradley show, but well, it's 2020. And here we are. Van Morrison's my D-Bag of the day. What? Yes. G-L-O-R-A-A.
0: G-L-O-R-A-A.
1: Gloria himself, Van Morrison, is my D-Bag of the day.
0: Okay, why is Van Morrison on your lips today?
1: (laughs) Well, Bradley, thanks for asking. Because Van Morrison, so he's doing socially distant gigs in the United Kingdom right now. Because if you've been paying attention, we're not gathering in large groups because of COVID-19. But he doesn't like it. And he's complaining about it. And he's calling social distancing, quote, pseudoscience. And calling for an immediate return to full capacity concerts. He's also asking that his fellow musicians join him protesting the restrictions that have been put in place. And, uh, yeah, so he's not here for it.
0: Okay. And I just want
1: to say Van...
0: I feel like... Okay, riddle me this. I'm just going to pull this up here. I want to see a little bit more about Mr. Morrison here. Uh Skipping an ad. Does he really seem like the kind of person that should be running towards coronavirus? I mean, are we just basing this on optics? I mean, an age,
1: perhaps? Yeah, you know, he he might find himself in a uh, vulnerable situation.
0: I'm just saying, he might be a a vulnerable population. Yeah. He is how old? 74. Right. I feel like every 74-year-old probably wants to be running in the exact opposite direction that COVID-19 is in.
1: Yeah. Thank you. So he wrote about this on his website, and the whole post is called Save Live Music, and he goes forward Saying that we need to play full capacity audience going forward because we need to save live music. And he's calling on other singers, musicians, writers, and producers to come forward, stand well, up then. and fight pseudoscience and speak up.
0: Okay, also now, nobody else. <laughs> who who is indicating to him that this is pseudoscience? That yeah. this is like the again, it's sort of like Orwellian doublespeak. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's science, not pseudoscience. Pseudoscience would be like vaccines cause um things
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and stuff and stuff Try am trying as. not to go towards no i know where you're not trying to go towards that neighborhood. but but pseudoscience is the stuff that you would watch at two in the morning on an infomercial when you were feeling bad about yourself that's pseudoscience i don't know where he's getting his pseudoscience information but he goes on facebook
0: to, probably but. well
1: yeah probably But he goes on to say that Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber and myself appear to be the only people in the music business trying to get it back up and running again, which I would argue Mr. Morrison. Van, can we call you Van? A lot of people in the music industry are trying to save music and trying to save live music venues. Artists are adapting. Everyone wants to get back to playing at full capacity gigs. That is the end goal. But right now... We're in a position where that's not possible because if here's the thing with live music and like life on planet Earth, if we're not around to enjoy it,
0: yeah. then it doesn't If exist. your audience is dead, <laughs> there's no need for you to perform.
1: Right. Right. Like,
0: right. that's the thing I don't uh, It's It's the implication that people who are following science are somehow irrational, the people who are following science are doing it because they want to live and then allow enough living people to come back together and do the stuff again. Exactly. The danger is that if you do that too early, that everybody will get sick and then you won't have people to show up at your concerts anymore. And uh, the people on stage might not be alive enough to perform on stage anymore
1: because weekend at bernie's is not a music act
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) it
1: just is not i just don't
0: understand that like leap because i do get that everybody's frustrated right like and i also understand that like some people are luckier than others we're very lucky we get to show up and do our job every day if people will have us right right it's dependent on a lot of things happening but for the most part those of us behind a microphone have been relatively secure in the moment um To a certain degree. But my point is that there are winners and I don't even want to say there are winners and losers. There are people who are able to do things others aren't. And that sucks. And I can totally appreciate that some people feel that's unfair.
1: Right. As a function of the job in which we're performing right now, we can sit in rooms alone and we can practice social distancing. Live performances Inherently, by their nature, yeah. they
0: don't have and that's that opportunity. Right? It's totally unfair, yes. but that unfairness is not because people are trying to prevent live performers from having a living. It's just that if they do, they're they're going to be at increased risk, you know, for this disease, and that could further impact their, you know, their industry for a lot longer than necessary. If we all just took a timeout. So yeah. I while I understand the frustration, you can't change science.
1: Yeah, we understand, Van. And to your point, Van Morrison's audience, just going to make a, a bold assumption... That most people going to Van Morrison gigs would also be in a vulnerable position, like Van Morrison, because I don't think that a lot of zoomers are doing
0: TikToks at Van Morrison concerts. Are there a lot of people like (laughs) clamoring for Van Morrison concerts? Like, I have to go. I have nothing else left. Yeah, there's G L O
1: R I A. There's no Van Morrison challenge on TikTok. The last (laughs) time I checked,
0: no, he's not like snapping his fingers and changing his outfits.
1: And I say that as a person. Who would totally go to a van you would. Morrison you cancer? Absolutely I, would. I absolutely I actually would.
0: probably would too. I mean, I you know, I like to I like to relive days gone by that I never experienced.
1: Van, we want you to stay healthy so that you can come back and do a live gig for us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. When we come back uh here on the Colleen and Bradley show from Lord and Lady D Bag to oh, we have to finish our conversation. About one Jerry Falwell Jr. The, the Falwell Chronicles continue. This time, ooh, the pool boy is spilling the tea. And we'll tell you what that is when we return right here on My Talk 1071. On My Talk 1071, we'll tell you who earned that status in just a moment. I'm Bradley Trainer. That was Holly Roberts. And of course, Grant is joining us today. Colin will be back tomorrow, but we are gonna do a little D-bag double down.
2: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
0: Let me do that again. Oh, I was going to do an air horn. Sorry, but appropriate. We told you at the beginning of the show today about Jerry Falwell and the ongoing saga. His lies about uh, an affair that he and his wife had with a pool boy. Why do we know their lies? Well, courtesy of the pool boy. We didn't get enough time during the first segment of the show today to tell you all that story about Jerry Falwell, now the former president of Liberty University, because he stepped away as of yesterday. By the way, with a $10.5 million golden parachute, must be rough. Whoa. Whoa! (laughs) But his wife also spoke out and said, No, I was the dirty one. I was...
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
0: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never
0: ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. was so dirty. Not my husband. He wasn't in the corner watching. Yes, he was. And do you know how we know? Because the pool boy has been speaking uh, out of his mouth And sharing details, and not just details, Holly, he was also sharing, wait for it, um, taped phone conversations uh, between himself and Becky and Jerry Falwell.
1: Oh, so he has the receipts.
0: And I would like to read you some of the receipts. Oh, wonderful. I I thought we could play it, but then it's hard to understand uh, because it's a phone conversation, right? Right. And people aren't necessarily projecting their voice. But I have the transcript of the phone call between the pool boy, Jerry Falwell, and Becky. Now, for a little backup, I should just tell you that uh, Giancarlo Granda, he's the, the former pool boy, he alleges that Becky came up to him at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami in 2011 while he was talking to some young girls. And uh, he claims that Becky said to him, these young girls don't know anything. You need a real woman to show you how to live. (sighs) And then invited him back to her hotel room, which he apparently obliged Mm because he's 20 and...
1: Curious. Orny? I don't know. Well, I mean, if if a, an attractive woman asked you to go up to a room and was going to teach you a few things and you were free.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, I've seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, so has, so has <laughs> Becky. Apparently. Right. Apparently, she's starred in that film more than once because you can't believe that that was the first time she ever did that. Anyway, they're going back to the hotel room and Holly. That's when Giancarlo alleges she goes, one thing. My husband likes to watch. Uh And at that moment, as they walked into her hotel room, he turned and in the corner of the room was one Jerry Falwell in a Speedo. And that began an eight-year relationship that involved the three of them, oftentimes Jerry watching, sometimes Jerry watching on the phone, on FaceTime. Uh Because that's how... That's how... That
1: was Jerry's thing. That's, that's, he, he, he's that's how committed about they were
0: to doing their thing. Now, hey, look, I don't care whatever you get up to. Yeah. More about that in a minute. But let's get back to this phone conversation. Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit of the transcript that Giancarlo actually produced, which flies in the face of Becky's denials and Jerry's denials about the three of them being in a relationship. So basically, uh, Giancarlo, they call him John. So John's on the phone and Becky says to Jerry, they're in the same room together, talking on the phone to Giancarlo, John's been very busy. His new thing is like telling me every time he hooks up with people. But, like, I don't have feelings.
1: Wouldn't that be Jerry's thing to want to know about that? <laughs> I'm just, you know. I don't
0: know. Okay, But Jerry says, you're going to make her jealous, John. Oh. Hey, so let me just remind you, the pool boy... Is hooking up with people because he's 20.
1: And because Becky he...
0: is jealous. Oh. Jerry, Becky's husband, says, Don't make her jealous. That's his wife. Okay? Yeah. Becky then goes on to say, a week ago, I was in tears for a whole bleeping day. He was like, I hooked up with this girl on Tinder and I got her an Uber. And I'm like completely depressed. And Giancarlo says, Come on. And she says, Maybe the more you tell me, the more I'll get used to it. Oh. And it goes on like this back and forth. So And, this...
1: and, and they're calling this relationship extortion. Yeah, Jerry so Falwell again, Jr. to Jr. reiterate,
0: Becky. Becky has said it was just a relationship between her and Giancarlo. Well, that's not true because Jerry was on the phone and he knew about it. The lie detector
1: mm-hmm. test has determined. That is, that a, is lie. a lie!
0: <laughs> also, Ew. That's just weird, right? Very. Like, again, do what you want to do. We are not here to kink shame
1: I, Jerry yeah, Falwell Jr.
0: There are a lot of people who are rightly saying, like, no kink shaming. Kink shaming would be like whatever you get up to, whatever floats your boat, as long as it's with um with uh, you know, informed, consensual yes. uh, you know, partners. The problem that I have with this though is these people are in their fifties. They are like they're in a power position and this kid is like 20
1: and they're lying about it. And they're, they're just straight up lying about it.
0: They're totally lying about the nature of this relationship and how on some level you have to believe they took advantage of this kid. Um, if it was a, if Giancarlo was a woman, I think we would be telling a different tale, mm-hmm. um, which is just sad. But I want to continue to add um, insult to injury so he releases that vo- uh, that phone call, right? Right. But he also released a statement on Twitter yesterday, and he basically comes out and says that the Falwells continued to try and lie and discredit him, right? And he he just goes through chapter and verse. First and foremost, let me be clear, I am not profiting in any way, shape, or form from by coming forward and telling the truth. Um, they would have you believe I assu- uh, seduced Becky into an affair without Jerry's knowledge, The truth is that for those seven years, um, originally they approached him. They invited him to their hotel room. They offered him an equity partnership and a property venture. They brought him on multiple trips and vacations with their family. And as recently as last year, last year, participated in video calls where Mrs. Falwell was naked while Jerry watched. Now here's the, here's the, the, um,
1: stay resistant. Yes,
0: the reality is Jerry Falwell is a predator. I know this because he sent me an image of a female Liberty University student exposing herself at their farm. This is not appropriate conduct for someone who up until this week has been charged with overseeing the well-being of thousands of vulnerable and impressionable students. Now that to me says that there is more to this story. And I believe that that's going to be the next chapter that we are likely to encounter. Because if that's true... You have to believe that that student and or students will have the opportunity to then come forward.
1: Well, this goes back to the story about the the photograph of Jerry Falwell Jr. in that woman. Who was that woman? Was she a student? Also, again, like we talked about last hour... (laughs) the whole thing with the personal trainer at liberty university there is a lot more to this story Mm -hmm.
0: this story's not ending anytime soon and we will continue to tell it thank you holly when we come back you need to tell us about tom cruise and why he's really psyched to be at the movies
1: i thought i wanted to tell you about jamie lynn spears
0: oh gosh i just went ahead in time so we're going to talk about jamie lynn spears instead okay and then we'll talk about tom cruise okay we'll be right back